3 verse 39 and uh, I want to take us back to Calvary's Hill. I want to take us on a journey down to Calvary's Hill where the moment where time stood still at this particular hill where heaven begins to look down and begin to see Jesus suspended upon the cross. And I want you to get this picture, the disciples, Jesus' followers have fled the scene. I mean, they have left, they've gone. The heart of his own mother is pierced. She is grieving that her son, her very own son, dying on the cross. And in the midst of the gore, in the midst of the blood, in the midst of the mocking, in the midst of the pain, there is two thieves that hang on the cross and there is Jesus right in the middle of them all and this one thief a gangster gets it this one thief understands who Jesus is the Pharisees are there the Sadducees are there the people are there surrounding they're witnessing but no one gets it except this thief this gangster hanging on the, on the cross on the right. One on the right and the other on the left and Jesus is in the middle. One on the left, he is dying in sin. Scripture tells us he's blaspheming Christ. If you're the Christ, save yourself. However, the other one is dying to sin. He's dying to his sin. He has no part in his sin anymore. He's had enough. He's, he's even concerned about his partner in crime. He rebukes him and says, man, uh, you don't even know who this man is. So one is left dying in sin. One is on the right dying to sin because he recognizes the one in the middle is dying for sin. In our text, this morning, it says this in verse 39. Then one of the criminals who were hanged blasphemed him, saying, If you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answered, rebuked him, saying, Do you not even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation, and we indeed justly? For we receive the due reward for our deeds. But this man, this man has done nothing wrong. Get this in verse 42. He turns his attention from his partner in crime and then he turns to Jesus. Listen to his words in verse 42. He turned to Jesus and he said, Lord, remember me. When you come into your kingdom, remember me. And in verse 43, Jesus says to him, Assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. I want to preach a message this morning entitled Gangster's Paradise. Hallelujah. Gangster's Paradise. Here is a man. Here is a thief. Here is a gangster. Here is a guy who's wrongly, you know what, who deserves to be on that cross. A gangster. And yet Jesus turns to this man in his heartfelt cry. In his cry to say, remember me, Lord. And Jesus says, today, hallelujah. Today you will be with me in paradise, gangster's paradise, hallelujah. So number one, let's, let's consider first point, the gangster's victim statement. You know, in a court setting, the judge will ask you, what is your victim statement? 
so that they can come to a verdict, so they can come to a decision to finalize the matter, to determine are you innocent or are you guilty? The verdict has got to be set. A verdict has got to come. The judge will rule his hammer down and say innocent or guilty. And this gangster's victim statement he is, is one of a humility, is one of this heartfelt honesty. He pleads guilty. In our text, he says, do you not even fear God, seeing that you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, we've received the due reward of our deeds. In other words, he's saying we deserve this. We should be on the cross. We should be receiving the penalty. But then he says, but this man, talking about Jesus, but this man has done nothing wrong. This thief, this gangster, he got it, man. He understood what is happening, that he deserves to be crucified, that he deserves God's wrath. And can I tell you this morning, can I preach the gospel message this morning? The Bible tells us in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We are all guilty. We all deserve to hang on that cross. But Jesus gives grace to the gangster. Hallelujah. That's every one of us in the room. All of us have sinned. Listen, if it weren't for the grace of God, if it weren't for his love, if it weren't for the blood of Jesus Christ, we'd be still lost in our sins. We'd be still lost in, with hopelessness. I mean, most of you here this morning look good. You all look nice. All got your makeup on, all got your nice t-shirt on, looking good. Some of you even look like you were born Christians. I'm like, whoa, man, you, Christ you Christian? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. I mean, you know the language. You got it down pat. I mean, some of you look like you were born Christian. You know, you came out, you didn't come out saying gaga, goo goo. You came out speaking in tongues. Shandala, baba, You came out, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Come on, behind the fancy clothes, a sin. Come on, behind the fancy makeup, behind the t-shirts that we come in church looking unholy. But God sees us and says we're all falling short. Come on, somebody. Can we be real this morning? Can we be real like this gangster and say, God, I deserve this. I deserve your wrath. I deserve to be on that tree. But God, in his grace, God, in his love, sent Jesus Christ to die for us filthy gangsters. Come on. To die for us, to say, hey, we, we, we don't even make the cut. To say, man, listen, I'm extending grace to you. Jesus died to remove God's wrath for us. Amen. We deserve God's judgment. We deserve eternal separation in hell. But Jesus dying on the cross, man, that should give hope for you and I. Jesus dying on the cross has given us the victory. Jesus' death, the punishment was upon us, was now shifted onto Jesus Christ. The wrath was now upon Jesus. And it tells us in Romans 5 verse 8, but God demonstrates his own love toward us. In that while we were sinners, man, I can't even finish it. I'm getting emotional. That while we were sinners, Christ died. For us it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter what you've done 
It doesn't matter what people say about you. It doesn't matter what people think about you. All that matters is who he is and what he done for you. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You're watching online, Christ died for you. You're here this morning, you're visiting, Christ died for every single one of us. Gangsters, sinners. And I mean, in the scene, the Pharisees didn't get it. The Sadducees didn't get it. The crowd, the people didn't get it. But this man, this filthy sinner, got it. And he says, but this man has done nothing wrong. This thief, this now gospel gangster, man, he got a revelation of who Jesus is. He got an insight from heaven to say, man, this man is different. I don't know what took in place or what happened, but this man, this Sase, he's done nothing wrong. And the lesson for us today is this, we're all guilty. Every single one of us. Before I was a Christian, I was a thief. I'm ashamed to, you know what, even name some of the things that I've done in my past, but I believe God uses what was meant for evil for good. And you know what, before I became a Christian, I was a thief, a very good thief. <laughs> We went from three shopping centers, Westfield shopping centers, stealing. We went from one shopping center to another, stealing. I mean, and what we'd used to steal, I don't know, this is going back. We'd used to steal these Discmans. Anyone remember Discmans? Yeah. <laughs> A few of us in the back there. You know, you spend all night long trying to download your song because the internet's slow. <laughs> you take all night long. Come on, is it finished yet? You wake up in the morning, it's still, it's still down. And you'd burn your songs onto a CD, right? And then you get your CD with your awesome playlist, your jams, and you put it on your disman. <laughs> and sometimes you're holding it because you don't want to shake it because it'll skip. <laughs> Some of these guys are, I know what you mean. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. And so you know what? We'd, we'd go around to these shopping centers. We'd steal these dismans so that we can listen to our awesome jams. And so we finished off, right? Get this, at Strathpine shopping center mall and i had i was like you know what, man I'm, I'm excited i'm like whoo man we stole some good stuff bro yeah bro yeah sweet so we got to strathpine and i was like yeah i had enough bro you guys go and so we take our loot we take all the stuff that we stole and put it in the car and so i came back down from the car i was like you know what i'll steal one more thing so we went into this toy shop and i'll never forget this day because i decided to take this little slinky <laughs> it was probably like you know 50 cents or something like that so i stole that and uh, not knowing that our mates actually just dubbed us in because he got caught. And he goes, hey, hey, there's some, some brown boys over there. See them? See them? The one in that shop? That's, that's them. Oh, man, things started changing. Friendships lost. <laughs> and so here we are, handcuffed, getting dragged down the mall. Hey, guys. Hey, hey bro. <laughs> Seeing all the aunties. Oh, shame. And then they take us to the police beat, and the guy, the police officer, begins to question me. What did you steal? And I was like, oh, nothing. Check my pockets. He pulls it out. Oh, 50 cent slinky. And I said to him, hey, listen, I'll pay for that. Don't worry. I, I got this. <laughs> I got this. I'll pay for it. This is cheap. And he's like, no, no, no. You've already stolen. You've done the deed. You're a thief. And I was like, no, no, no. It's, it's small. It's, it's, I, I can... I can I can get the money right now. <laughs> and he's looking at me, blank, straight face in the eye. Listen, you're a thief. You've stolen from this guy's store. 
And right then and then, I'm just thinking back in my mind, that is exactly how God views sin. That there is no category, there is no level when it comes to sin. That every liar is on the same level as the murderer. Come on, we like to think, oh yeah, man, woo, man, the filthiest sinner out there. Yeah, you, you over there, woo. What kind of class are you? Oh man, I'm just a filthy uh, thief. I'm, a, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm a level seven on the thief category. <laughs> and so we like to categorize, oh yeah, but God sees sin as sin. That means the homosexual is on the same level as the thief. The liar is on the same level as the murderer. There's no class. There's no category when God sees sin. It's sin. And we all have this victim statement that we got to bring before God. That we're all guilty. We've been caught right there and then. We have violated God's commands. And one day we are going to stand before God, just you alone. And you're going to give an account of your life. You're going to give a victim statement. Matthew 12 verse 36, Jesus said, but I say to you that for every idle word men speak, and they will give an account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. I mean, think about this. We are going to give an account of our lives. There's going to be a time where we're going to have to bring this victim statement before the court, where God's going to look at our lives. Hebrews 9 verse 27 says, As it is appointed for man to die once, and then comes judgment this is the gospel message i'm preaching today every single one of us are guilty every single one of us have fallen short of god's standards and we are not just a liar we are not you know we're all on the same level playing field and god sees it and says we're guilty i mean and you think about what's taking place on the cross you think about what's taking place with Jesus is dying on the cross. He's taking your punishment. He's taking your sins upon himself. He is literally paying for your debt. He is literally paying for the things that you owe. Jesus Christ took it upon himself. The sins that we've done is now being nailed to the cross. Listen to what he said, these closing statement in verse 42. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, I mean, the thief got it, Lord. The other was saying, if you're the Christ, this guy was saying, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. This guy doesn't even pray a prayer of repentance properly he's like you know what no no his heart he's honest he's guilty it doesn't matter how you say it all that matters is who you're saying it to that it is Jesus Christ that is he. he's the only one that could excuse you from this court case so I want to consider secondly the gangsters vindication and verdict for some of us like myself who failed in high school Maybe you have no idea what vindication means. Let me explain it to you. <laughs> According to Webster's definition, it means to free from allegation or blame. Another description I like says it like this. The result of a trial that cleared a suspect of a crime is an example of vindication. So you think about this in a legal setting, right? Jesus is our vindicator. He's come to clear your crime. He's come to take your sins. He's come to pay for that little slinky that you stole to set you free. Jesus Christ is our vindicator. He clears our crime. But get this, frees us from allegation or blame. 
allegation, alligator, allegation, allegation and blame. Whatever we've been given, whatever it's been accused of us, Jesus clears that from our record. Man, that is good news. 2 Corinthians 5.17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. You're sitting here today. Listen, God loves you. You're sitting here this morning. You know what you think? Man, God could ever love me. Yes, he does. And he wants to forgive you. He wants to give you a new life. You're confused. You're sitting here this morning. Don't even know who you really are. Listen, God loves you and he knows exactly who you are and who you should be. And he loves you that he died on the cross so that you can be true identity is found in Jesus Christ. So the verdict for this guy was simply this. It's been paid now in full. Jesus spoke on the cross a few verses down. He said, it is finished. That term is a legal term, which is translated tetelestai, which means paid in full. Nothing owed, nothing left remaining. It's been paid in full. All you got to do is be honest, be humble enough to say, God, I'm guilty. God, I deserve to die, but Lord, remember me. In other words, Lord, forgive me so that your verdict can be one of freedom in Jesus Christ. John 8 verse 36, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Jesus, on the cross, He spoke seven times. One, He says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And the second one was this exact line, Today you will be with me in paradise. Thirdly, He says, Woman, behold thy son. He says to His disciple, Behold thy mother. Fourth, he says, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? Five, he says, I thirst. Six, it is finished. And number seven, Father, into my hands I commend my spirit. And you see seven sayings on the cross and Jesus decides to use one of them. One of these sayings on the cross, he directs it directly to the thief. That it's written just the Romans account that this crucifixion was a one where it's so painful that you can't even breathe. That all of these people who die by crucifixion die by this uh, the water in their lungs coming up choking them. And so you can't even get a breath. You can't even take a breath in. It's very difficult to breathe, let alone difficult to, to speak. And Jesus decides to say to the man on the right today. He can't even, today you, you will be with me in paradise. I mean, you think about that. All the sayings he could have said on the cross, all the, what he could have done and said, yeah, I can say this, but yet in his mind he's saying, I'm still going to reach out to this man. He could have said all these things, but yet there's this one guy on the cross that says, man, this is personal. Today you'll be with me in paradise. That means so much to you and I this morning that it doesn't matter who you are. God will take his time in the midst of agony and pain, in the midst of suffering. Jesus Christ begins to look at you and say, hey, today you will be with me in paradise. So let's close this morning. I want to consider the, the gangster's paradise. This man wasn't a Baptist this man wasn't a Methodist. He wasn't even Pentecostal. He's not a potter's house disciple. 
He was a filthy gangster in need of God's grace. And the promise of Christ's forgiveness knows no bounds. The love of Jesus Christ knows no measure. Yet to reach out to every single one of us. Verse 43, Assuredly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. The closing moments of this story, Jesus speaks these words. You know, I've had the wonderful privilege of praying a prayer with Zara's grandmother on her deathbed. She's on her bed ready to die. She can't even speak. And I'm going to this room and you can just sense all the family surrounding. And it's, it's, but I just remember, you know, going with Zara and just sitting down next to the bed. I can see how frail she is. She's very old. And I said to her, I said, listen, if you can hear my voice, just squeeze my hand. And she squeezed it just very gently. I said, I said, do you want to pray this prayer? Accept Jesus in your heart. She squeezed my hand. And so I said the prayer, Lord, I'm a sinner. Forgive me. Come into my heart. I know that you died for me. I know that you rose again for me. Said the prayer with her and I can just see her face. The final moments of someone's life has got to come to a point and say, listen, have you accepted Jesus in your life? Have you accepted Christ in your life? Because listen, you and I can have eternal life in paradise. There's no comparison. There's no worst of us. It's not even a statement God uses. We've all fallen short. But I want to tell you this morning, bring your victim statement now while you have the breath to come before Jesus and say, God, I need forgiveness. Romans 10 verse 9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Gangster's paradise, let's listen to Revelation 21. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city. New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband, and I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. Listen to this in verse 4. Powerful, powerful. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away this is gangster's paradise that every single one of us sinners can enter into paradise when we decide to say god remember me simple simple honest humble statement before god and you know what the verdict is for your life is complete freedom that you can live in victory and you can now live in paradise amen every head bowed every eye closed there's hope for every one of us gangsters all sinners Jesus died with arms wide to keep the gates open so that we can enter into paradise. So that we can enter into paradise. Hallelujah. You're here today.
today and you feel the love of God pulling upon your heart, you know you're not right with God. I want to give an invitation to you this morning. You're not right with the Lord. You're a sinner. Listen here this morning, my brother, my sister, stop playing games. If you're lukewarm, you're not saved. You're not right with God. You're just playing church. You come to church on Sundays, but you live in sin. Listen, you're not saved. Jesus says, you know what? You shall know them by their fruits. What kind of fruit do you possess on your life, my brother, my sister? Because it is the fruit of repentance that is visible on people's lives. The way they speak, they act, they live. You shall know them by their fruits. You're here today. You know you're not saved. God is pulling on your heart. You feel the Holy Spirit touching you right now saying, listen, respond. You know you're not right with God, but you want to give your life to Jesus today. You want Jesus to forgive you just like this thief. I want you to one, do one simple thing. I want you to raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. Can you pray for me? I'll count it a privilege. No one looking around, just between you and God. You lift your hand with mine and say, yes, pray for me. I'm not saved. I'm not right with God. Can you pray for me? I'll count it a privilege. Lift it up before the Lord. Say, yes, that's me. I'm guilty. Come on, if you were to die today would you be innocent or guilty what would the verdict be if you know you're not right you know you're guilty lift it up accept Jesus Christ now while you have the chance if that's you raise your hand with mine and say yes would you pray for me God loves you he wants to save you he wants to forgive you if that's you this morning raise your hand no one else is looking around this is just between you and God you lift it up before God today maybe you're here this morning you're a backslider you once had a relationship with Jesus but you've gone your own way. I want you to tell you, you know what? There's still hope for you. Lift it up this morning. Say, yes, preacher, pray for me. I need Christ. I need Jesus in my life. If that's you, raise your hand as well. No one's looking around. This is just between you and God. God loves you. He wants to save you. He wants to give you eternal life. He wants to give you eternal life in heaven. Lift it up this morning. There's no shame. Amen. God bless you. I see that hand. Anyone else? Join this honest heart. There's no shame. Amen. I see that hand. Anyone else? Join his honest heart. Say, yep, that's me. Jesus died on the cross. It was shameful. And so you know what? Today, don't be shamed today. Lift it up boldly. Say, yep, that's me. Amen. I see that hand. God bless you. Hands are going up. Anyone else? Anyone else? Amen. I see this hand. God loves you. Anyone else? Lift it up. Lift it up. God loves you. Young, old, left to right, back to front. You're here this morning. You're not saved. Lift it up. Lift it up. Lift it up. God loves you. It's not about coming to church that will save you. It's not about knowing how many songs in the song service. It's about having a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's not about religion. It's about having a relationship. Lift it up today. Lift up your hands. Say, yes, that's me as well. I want to join these honest people. I want to give my life to Jesus. Lift it up. Lift up your hands. Say, yes, that's me. Hallelujah. Amen. Those of you who raise your hand, you look up at me. You mean that? My brother at the back there, you mean that as well? Yeah. Come. Come out of your seat, my sister. Come. Come, come, brother. I'm just going to pray with you. Come. Sorry, sorry. Join these honest people, God. Come. 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 Yes. Come. Come. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God loves you. Yes, you know. Today's the day, guys. Amen. God's going to change you from the inside out. I want you guys to just repeat this prayer after me. Just say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner and I'm guilty. 
I'm asking come into my heart pay for my sins wash me clean I'm asking that you would fill me with the Holy Spirit the same power that raised you from the dead to live within me be my Lord and my Savior in Jesus name find a place to pray this altar. Let's just pray right now. Amen. Just kneel down here, my brother. I'm just going to pray right now. Turning to the church, these altars are open. Why don't we come out of our seats and let's just spend a few moments at this altar and just say, you know what, God, some of you need to be thankful. Just come back to the altar and say, God, I'm so grateful for the cross. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Some of us here this morning need need to remember that this that heaven and hell is real man God you paid for us so that we could that we could enter into heaven that we can have eternal life Thank you that you're risen. God, that you took all our sins, all our shame, God, and guilt. And so we worship you, Jesus. You have risen from the dead. God, you're seated on the throne. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 